0: You are listening to a message that was given at Living Word Chapel, Oracle, Arizona. It is our hope and prayer that God will use this message to speak to you and enrich your life. For more information, visit lwcoracle.org. Great to have the opportunity to speak to you guys today. I'm going to be speaking about uh, fulfilling our God inspired potential and community. And as you can see, uh, five uh, small group leaders are going to come join me in a, in a few minutes here, and I am really, really excited to have them share their uh, testimonies with you guys. So, as your pastor, as somebody that loves you guys, cares about you tremendously, I want you to experience the benefits and the blessings of community, of being in a small group. My calling, my passion at this time is to get you guys connected to community. I just I want you to feel what I've, what I've experienced in my life. So nine weeks ago. I had the opportunity to preach and I poured my heart out to get you guys, ask you guys to get in a group for our finding your way back to God campaign. The key verse for that campaign was Acts five forty-two. day after day in temple courts and from house to house. They never stopped preaching and proclaiming the good news that Jesus is the Christ. So I talked about what For the Bible, what does a small group do? How do you get the most out of your small group? So we've had our campaign. It went great. Small group attendance for the campaign increased 24% based on our average for this year, and 35% based on our average from 2016. So about half of us were in community for the finding your way back to God campaign so the good news half of us were in community the bad news half of us weren't community we've got a hundred plus adults not in community I know everybody here wants to reach their God inspired potential raise your hand if you want to Okay, we've got, got a few people lying out there but most people want to reach it So whether you're a Christian here today, or you're somebody seeking, just checking out Christianity, checking out church, I believe everybody wants to make an impact. Everybody wants to reach their God-inspired potential. I googled potential, the word potential, and got 384 million results. I googled make my life count, and I got 139 million results. It's obvious. Everybody wants to make an impact. So, finding our way back to God, some of you guys bought the book. There was a great quote in the book on page 45. It was from Bob Buford. He wrote the book, Halftime, that I actually read like 20 years ago. And it was about how he changed his focus from focusing on success to focusing on significance in his life. And he made just millions in the cable TV business. And he's a believer. And here's his quote. One of the greatest fears, one of people's great fears is running out of money. But that's not their greatest fear. Another significant fear people have is the fear of dying. But that's not people's greatest fear either. He paused and said, deep down... Our single greatest fear is to live a life of insignificance, to come to the end of our life and feel like we never really did anything that mattered. That's our greatest fear. So that's an interesting quote by Bob Buford. You know, I believe everybody wants to live a life of significance. You might call it making an impact. You might call it being part of something bigger than ourselves. So let's talk about that. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 10 verses 24 and 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up the habit, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Another version I like is the the TEV, today's English version. Let us be concerned for one another, to help one another, to show love and to do good. Let us not give up the habit of meeting together as some of us are doing. Instead, let us encourage one another all the more. So point number one today in your uh, message handouts we need to spur one another on to love and good deeds we need to spur one another on to love and good deeds to so hebrews 10:24 and let us consider how we may spur one another on to love and good deeds so sometimes this word spur on is translated provoke it's a strong word in the negative context it means to irritate the bible's saying here you can be a positive irritation in someone else's life. So love needs to be provoked. It doesn't get angry, First Corinthians 13. Love, in a sense, provokes and spurs people on, encourages people. The truth of the matter, left to myself, I don't always do the right thing. I need other believers around me to encourage me to do the right thing. This is true for me. I need others to spur me on to be the man God wants me to be. I am so grateful for the people that I've had in my small groups over the years that have believed in me, encouraged me, loved me, prayed for me. And I'm most grateful for the small group that got me through the time in 2013 when our son died. Point number two today. We need to meet in community on a regular basis. We need to meet in community on a regular basis. Hebrews 10.25, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. And I like the voice translation, not forgetting to gather as a community as some have forgotten. Without meeting together, we're just a bunch of disjointed pieces. With meeting together, we become the living testimony and body of Christ in the world. As a small group pastor, the most common excuse I get for people not being in a group, I'm just too busy. I just can't fit one more thing into my life right now. We're going to go through four quotes right now by four guys I respect. We're going to go through them slowly and give you a chance to think about them, ponder them just between you and God. But I just love these quotes. First one's by Zig Ziglar. I used to hear him 20, 25 years ago when he was a guest on Focus on the Family. So he's an author, salesman, motivational speaker, believer. He said, people often complain about lack of time when lack of direction is the real problem. People often complain about lack of time when lack of direction is the real problem. Rick Warren, if you're too busy for a small group, you are too busy. If you're too busy for a small group, you're too busy. Andy Stanley. Life change happens in circles, not rows. Life change happens in circles, not rows. So right now, we're in the rows. During the week, we meet in the circles where you can get transparent. People can encourage you and love you pray for you. You're going through stuff, tough stuff. Come alongside you when they're going through tough stuff. You come alongside them. Ben Reed, he's a pastor on the West Coast. Life lived without a healthy small group is a life only partially lived. Life lived without a healthy small group is a, is a excuse me, is a life only partially lived. Good stuff. Good stuff to think about and uh, ponder in your prayer time. So there's a principle in the Bible. Fellowship equals influence. Who you fellowship with will be the greatest influence in your life. We are relational beings. Romans 1.12 Let's read that together. Romans 1.12. Let's read that together should be on the screen and in your outline. I want us, start again. I want us to help each other with the faith we have. Your faith will help me, and my faith will help you. So we grow when we help each other grow, and that happens in community. Point number three today, we need to encourage one another. We need to encourage one another. Hebrews 10.25 but encouraging one another. In this, guys that know me, this does not come naturally for me. I love the story of Barnabas in the New Testament. God was able to use him in a, in a tremendous way in the early, early church. So Barnabas, what was his gift? Preacher, teacher administrator, evangelist, prophet? No, encourager. He was called Barmas the encourager. He used his words to build up. He built up the apostle Paul to see what God could do in his life. So look for someone to encourage. And I'm preaching to myself here. So I'm encouraging you to encourage somebody even if you're discouraged. You'll help yourself, and you'll help the other person. So we need to, uh, point number four, we need to do all this with a sense of urgency. We need to do this with a sense of urgency. Hebrews 10.25, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So urgency means I, I do something. Doesn't mean I worry, I, it acts. We don't have as long as we think. We just had the uh, hurricanes in Houston and Miami. We had the church shootings in Nashville. We had the mass shootings in Las Vegas. We had the fires in California. We're all faced with our own mortality. And I believe this saying, you're either in a crisis, coming out of one, or getting ready to head into one. That's how my life has been. So these verses remind us of the importance of relationships in our lives. If we're to walk the way God has for us, we need to do it in relationship with other believers. God has made us to live in relationships with each other in the body of Christ. So I'm excited for these four young ladies to come out now and join us. Yay! So appreciate you guys so much for doing this. Uh, quick introductions. We've got Edith. Ooh, look at that. Yeah. Mackie. Nancy. And Tracy. And I think, yeah, we've got some uh, pictures of the group they rep- represent uh, up on the screen for you. Okay. And Mackie, I heard we're starting with you. So uh, first question I'd like to ask you guys. You know, Much better. Forgot to do that. What do you see God doing in and through your small group?
1: I think the thing that I've seen in our small group is the increase in people's faith. How they've come to trust God more. Seeing him answer prayers. And um, seeing how we've grown as a family. And, and how the support that we share with each other is tremendous. None of us has a need that somebody else can't help fill. And it doesn't matter what the need is. Somebody is always there to pitch in and we all know that it's by God's grace that it happens. And that's how our that's what I see the biggest growth in our in our group is the faith increase.
0: Okay. Thanks, Mackie. Which way are we going? We're going that way. Okay. So that was, what, what do you see God doing in and through your small group?
2: Along with what Mackie said, um, the spiritual growth, I would say. Um, also, I would say, um, recently, our discussion has gotten more in-depth, and I appreciate God that he's, you know, working through each one of us. Um, we have a, a young man who's gone to church for a really long time, and recently he said, you know, I've had this aha moment And I thank God that he's seeing things differently, that God is working in his life differently. And I believe that that has happened in each one of our lives, that he's changing us and seeing we see things differently. Awesome.
3: Going off what the other girl said, um, whenever we had a a new person, it always stretches our growth. It gets us excited again because we don't realize that sometimes I think – you just get kind of used to being a God follower, and sometimes you might lose your little passion. So it's kind of exciting when you have a new person, kind of sp- and they spur you on, like Jeff was talking about. Um, one of the things I noticed, too, is there's—we've um, made it a, a kind of a, a fun game in our group that we spend time every day before we start anything with our small group to, to be more focused on our blessings— so we always have a yay God. And when we first started, everybody's going, I made it through the day. <laughs> but um, it's really, really become an important part for all of us because we, can, we get excited um, for the people we love in our small group. Another thing that happens, too, is I don't know if you guys have this happen, but sometimes um, we're all praying for stuff. And sometimes we're waiting, and God just doesn't seem to be... In my life, you know, I'm waiting. I'm waiting on a big prayer right now. I've waited nine weeks, and it's a hard one. And I'm waiting. I'm trusting God. But we wait together when you have, like, your group. Mm-hmm. And the exciting thing is is just because that answer you're waiting on, because you love the people in your group and they haven't answered prayer that week, you're like, yeah! You know, you're, you're really excited about it. So we get, to, we get to be blessed by having prayers answered every week. They might not be ours, but they might be mm. someone in our group. Amen. I like it. So um, that was a big thing. And I think, I think mainly you learn to have compassion. Um, when you lose a child, someone else that loses a child comes in the group, or, or when you're going through uh, another kind of loss, um, husband, or it just makes you really compassionate for that person coming in the group. And then everybody sees your compassion, it kind of spreads, is what I would say, when you're in a group. Um, And one more thing I would say is, I would say my group spurs me on to have a heart. To have my heart for things of God more. You know, like, things that are important to God. It's so easy to get off on our little rabbit trails in the real world, and so... My group, by having it every week, you know, it kind of helps me with that. Stay, Let's stay on the right trail, you know. Thank you.
4: Over to Edie. Hi. It's tough being last. I can see why (laughs) the mic went the other way because I've covered a lot of the stuff already. But, um, you know, when I um, came to this church first time, I only knew Tracy and she invited me. I didn't know a single person. And so, but I had been in small groups before, so I said, okay, this is the way you get to know people is serve and get to know some women and then go ahead and start a small group. So we did. And I invited people and sign up in the back and Pastor Jeff helped me. But what that did was it made friendships. It, uh, it opened the door to new friends. It opened a door to people here in my community, not just the people I called from my old small group for support. I actually have new small group. And now we share between the groups. Um, I give status there and they give status here because we're all living life together. Um, the other thing we really notice when I first, we first start, uh, any group, you find nobody's talking. You know, you're like, okay, I'm the only one doing the talking. Now we're like a little hen house when um, somebody comes in, you know. Everybody's so happy. They're talking about their glory. They're talking about their victories. They're talking about everything. So it's, you can just feel the connection. Then when we put on music, even though we all profess that we are not in the choir for a reason, um, we still sing it out. We just go ahead and it's okay. We can sing in our small forum and we can just praise him every time. Um, And at first I used to hate that part because I'm like, oh, I can't put it up here. But now everybody just joins in. We don't really, we put down our barriers that we had. Mm. Small groups, since I'm a former control freak actually still am. I'm reforming <laughs> golf, R- troll Freak. Um It allowed me to take down the barriers that I walked in with all the time. Slipping in church, slipping out of church. Got the message, but didn't have to know anybody because I didn't have to let them in. Now mm-hmm. I have, I am so blessed by having them in and they are blessed uh, each other. And one just other point, since everybody hit everything else, we realized that our problems aren't unique. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our trials are not unique. We all have them. So when somebody brings up something that they are going through, you know, we can all shake our heads and we can all pray about it and we can all be happy about the victory when it comes and the answer prayer. And sometimes they are a long time coming, but when they do, it's a
0: glorious time. So he, you want to start with Good that? job. Yeah, okay. let's start with you. Okay.
4: Oh, I'm up first to so
0: why do you think it's important for people to be in community in a small group
4: um, You know it, for one thing um, I find in our group and everybody says the same thing we start feeling our self side- slip a little sideways during the week, it's a long time because when you come to the service it reaches out at you but you don't get to talk back you don't get to talk among yourselves when you're in your small group, you get to even say, "Why what did that mean that scripture or that thing?" And you can actually blurt that out and everybody can chat about it a little bit on what it means a particular scripture. So you actually get to interchange where it's not just a one-way street coming to church, so you get to um, actually grow, because you got your questions answered, it's like a little study group, you know, uh, when you went to college or high school or whatever. So that is um, fun as well, and um, yeah, I think everybody will find that, you know, letting people in because of the structure of a small group and the—I'll I'll just call it the credo—what you do, what you do in your and talk about in your small group stays in your small group when you have that safety factor then it's okay. You don't have to. You can let the barrier down so that you can just share the burdens that you're walking around with, that you need help and prayer on that because you know that they're not leaving that small group meeting. So I love that about it. When I first went and and learned that, I was like, oh, thank goodness, because I'm a mess, you know? (laughs) As I thought about that question,
1: I thought, you know, one person can't make a community. We need each other to form community. And in small groups, that's what you get. You get people who, as I said before, become your family. We're from Colorado, so we really don't have a family out here. We have our children, but they're all grown and moved away, so they don't even live real close to us. But... We have family, and we meet together every Monday night. And every Monday night, we share all the love that we have for each other. You know, I, I think that's probably one of the most important reasons why you want to be in a small group, is to share the love of Christ. Because you, you can share your own love with God, you know, one-on-one. But when you're in a group, oh, my goodness, the blessings are tremendous. The love that pours out, it's its almost unexplainable because it's so important. And not only do we share that love with each other, but we share it within the community. As we go out, we can share it with others because we've been filled up. So our baskets are full so we can empty them and give it to other people. So I think that's, that's real important. One of the really neat things, and I may be off track just a bit, but I need to share this, okay? One of the really neat things that happened in our group twice is my neighbors hit two cars. <laughs> I say neat because one of them happened to be um, Leonard and Barbara Casper's ex-car. And so Leonard went out there to talk to the woman that, that hit his car. So he was able to give her some, some testimonies and, and give her the little Gideon Bibles. And, you know, they were really sweet. They really received it well. And I'm, I'm counting that a blessing because I've been going over to their house to witness to them and, and to share with them and um, just to love on them. And so it was really nice that he had those Bibles handy. So a small group. You can't do that with one person by itself, but in a small group, we hope to see them people led our group.
0: Small group and Gideon's, quite a combo.
2: (laughs) You know, um, I would have to say um, lasting relationships. Um, I thank God that the very sweet, sweet lady, a friend of mine, invited me to a small group years ago, and I have had the opportunity to be in several different small groups, and I thank God because those relationships stay precious. They're just different but good. And I thank God that he's um, working in a way in so many of us that what we have those lasting relationships, not just short-term, but lasting. And I praise God for that. Um, gosh, there's just so many things here. I hope I don't talk too
3: long, but... The why do you think it's important is why for people to be in a community, um, you get to see so many things. Uh, we have a group that one of our small groups in the past, um, they came, when we started, they wouldn't they would ask for prayer for their aunt Frida. Um, it got to the point where they asked for themselves, and then you know that you're getting closer. It kind of starts that way, and um, the neat thing that happened too. Out of that group now, we just found out last Sunday that the second one, we have one that became an elder about a year ago from that group, and then just recently, last week, another one was ordained a, an elder at our um, old church, and one became a pastor, which was Jeff. So we had a, you know just a lot of prayers, and it brought a lot of great things from that group, from everybody encouraging each other and spurring each other on. Um, Another one uh, I have to mention, um, because I get my heart leaps for joy, is watching people in the group um, inspire me by their inspiration. And we have a a couple named Cliff and Glenna in our group. A lot of you probably know them. And uh, they are just on fire, and watching them find their ministry, and us spurring them on, and praying them on, and watching uh, their joy that they've gotten from their ministry of going to Mexico and helping a mission down there. And they brought all of us down there and just seeing that. And uh, lastly, why do you need to be in a community, of small group community? Um, because you're going to have some pretty bad pain happen either now or you're going into it or you're coming out of it. I know a lot of you here, I, my heart is here for you too. I know a lot of you lost people in the last three years since we've been here. And it just makes me think of you and how some of you may not be in a group and you don't get the love and the holding up that you get from the group. Um, Our group helped me personally. They held me up physically, spiritually, when I couldn't hold myself up, sitting with me. Praying with me, doing the things I couldn't do because of my grief, letting me be just where I was at in acceptance. And um, the greater the pain or loss you're going through, the greater you need a group because it just, if you're using your own head as your fallback, (laughs) You talk to yourself. It's unhelpful things, and so I, I encourage all of you, especially if you've lost loved ones. Um, I want you to know I love you and I feel your pain. Um, we're coming up in a couple weeks of the anniversary again of my son, and I smile today. <laughs> because of all my friends that held me up in my small group. Those are the best friends, like Nancy said, that I've ever made. You, The ones from other small groups, they're, they're the best friends. The ones in my small group now, they're my the closest people to me now, That my best friends. So I just wanted to let you guys know that um, you're welcome to come to our group. We'd love to have you.
0: So- Tracy we're going to start we're going to, you got we're going to combine th- 3 and 4 you got 30 seconds or less each
2: you, 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 <laughs> you probably Sorry, you guys. probably covered these but you got
0: <laughs> what benefits have you personally experienced if you get some quick in then just tell us about your group where do you meet what night in case somebody wants okay, to Okay
3: I sh- I got ahead of the question so I was sharing personally what happened to me um, with um, holding me up and Holding my hand, sometimes not even speaking. When right after Brandon died, and the next thing I want to tell you is, we are on Thursday night. We're in Oral Valley, and we are always have our doors open. If anybody wants to just try our group, and we don't get offended if it doesn't fit for you. But I don't know. We just our, our rooms keep getting a little more crowded, but we we are always open. So if you have any interest, it's six o'clock on Thursday night. And just contact Jeff or me, and we'd love to have you come.
2: So your last question was, or question number three was, what benefits have you personally experienced in community? And I would have to say that um, my small group is my lifeline. It is, like Tracy was saying, when you're having hard times, when you're down, they're there to lift you up, to be there for you. And I actually um, pulled up what lifeline means, and in a... Um, personal way it says a thing on which someone depends or which provides a means of escape from a difficult situation. (laughs) So um, all of us go through difficult situations and your small group can be your lifeline. And if you're not in a small group, you know, I pray that you get in one. And if you don't know of one in your area, start one. And um, my husband and I do our group together and it's in Catalina and it's on Thursday nights at six.
0: Thank you. So we're combining three and four and you're supposed to have 30 seconds.
1: 30 seconds, okay, here we go. Um, What it's done for me personally, I, I have to agree with Nancy, you know, it is a lifeline. It's really, really comforting to know that you have people that care about you and that lift you up in prayer and, and they, it doesn't matter if you call them at night, if you call them in the morning, if you text them, it doesn't matter because they're going to make sure and pray for those things that you've asked them to pray for. So we have a really, really neat praying small group because we've seen so many answers to prayers. It's, it's just amazing how God works through prayer and we meet on Monday nights at 5.30. If you like to eat, come and join our group because we really like to eat. So we eat real good on Monday nights at 6.30 and we're in San Manuel.
4: Well, everyone covered quite a bit, but I personally have found that, uh, you know, the friendships run so deep and they aren't just limited to the night we meet. They're there all the time. You know they're with you. Um, they're just your scaffolding that you need to hold you up whenever you feel like you're falling. Um, and you can call on them and just speaking of cooking, you know, we happen to have Holly in our group and uh-huh. Holly's one of the best bakers. So, um, we get to have, uh, that tree every time. Thank you, Holly. Woo woo. Um, but, uh, you know, we do have, a, a women's only meeting on, um, here at the church in the Children's Center on Tuesdays at 1030. I did that because um, I don't have a significant other to go to the group with. And so I said, I'm just going to work with women uh, because there's a lot of women that don't have someone. And it sometimes is awkward um, to go to a group that is all couples. So um, that's what we're all about. Um, I I just love uh, that, uh, and it really works out because we've got a spot for everybody in this church. There's a group of all different types. Join one. Um, you'll have your scaffolding. You're safe there, um, and you'll be able to really grow yourself as a Christian because you we spur each other. It's like kids playing you can't do the monkey bars when they first go out, but when the other kids are doing them, all of a sudden you get to go across the monkey bars too. So you just figure it out. So, um, And that's really what your spiritual walk is like. You get to go from step to step to step, and you've got people with you. And if you fall, they just cheer you back on, and you jump right back up. So, Amen. Thank you. Just one more quick thing, okay? <laughs> Two seconds. Seriously.
1: Not only do we eat physically, but we eat spiritually. Yes.
0: Thank you. Thank you